I have chosen our very best table for your party. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. This is our harmony table. Thank you. Take a look, please, at our very exclusive vitamin water list. Oh, I'll look at that. Yeah. Enjoy the harmony. This is where we get to have our big dinner, huh? Mr. Cheesel picked it. There's a shocker. This menu sucks. The tofu cakes look kind of good. Maybe. Do they even have alcohol? Actually, we don't serve alcohol, bomber, I know, but uh, <laughs> this must be your first time here at Our Lady Health. I'm Shiloh. I'll be your waiter all day. I'm sorry. Did you say your name was Shiloh? Yeah, Shiloh. That's weird. Jeff. What? It's weird. He meant gay. <laughs> no alcohol? This place sucks. Hey, fella, give it a chance. We do serve shots of wheatgrass. That's cool, if you want to be sober and vomit. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. What do you recommend for appetizers? Ooh, you know what everyone's buzzing about is the bean sprout quesadilla. Mmm. You know what? There's a Tommy Burger right down the street. Let's just do that, you guys. Yeah, that sounds good. Look, guys, come on. I know the food's a little different here, but it's actually good and good for you. We don't serve it with any grease or fat. If we pay extra, could we maybe get some grease or fat? <laughs> do you have bathrooms here, or do I have to shit in a plant? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fucking idiot, red-shirted ass. You guys think you're so fucking cool. It makes me sick. Let's go make fun of the vegans and their crazy lifestyle. We're not hurting anyone. Go eat a hamburger and choke on a cow dick. Aw, oh, someone missed their yoga class this morning. Come on, let's go. Nice karma, guy blow. <laughs> you said it wrong, stupid. It's Shiloh. Really sorry, sir. You were sweet. Seattle, Washington, neighborhood South Lake Union, Studio 212, part of the Soundcasting Network. This is going to be episode 115 of Front of the House. What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck off my line. No, you cannot have food right now. How long steak, mister? Uh, sorry, can you, can you refire this burger? <laughs> you son of a bitch. I am the host of this podcast, the only host, the one and only Bobby Stills. <laughs> Johnny, where are you, man? This out of control, man. We got we got another. Am I a substitute brown person? Yes, you are. <laughs> you are the fill-in POC here at uh, Grahamon. Hold State on, we're just going to walk past your name, chef, without doing any nicknames at all. <laughs> you are Bobby Stills. You are the one that grills. Yeah, yeah. No longer popping pills. Oh, yep. True that. True yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I call him the ghost of Bobby Stills. Hold on, because, hold on, uh, hold on. It, it was a while where he just kind of disappeared. Hold on. Uh, of course, in studio, we have uh, Queef Boogie, producer extraordinaire, owner of the Soundcasting Network, Prince of Parmesan. You got one? Oh, yeah. The Sultan of Spaghetti. <laughs> Sultan, <laughs> the Popper of <laughs> Popperdale. <laughs> and uh, the producers are always dropping what? A d- <laughs> double deucer. A double deucer Blumpkin. 
know if you ever heard of that one. We created one time a, a double double upper decker Blumpkin human centipede. Oh think no! Think about thank you. that, people. If we get you guys to draw some of that and send it in or post it on our page, <laughs> tag us in it. Uh, then I'll show you the one, the original one from probably about like eight years ago that uh, R.I.P. My friend Greg drew. It's great. Um, as you can hear, not Johnny, uh, Derek uh, Jones. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Loud and Brown. Loud and Brown. The stylish blackest Hawaiian that I know <laughs> coming through. This man, sw- he drips so much swag. If you guys don't listen to one of our sister podcasts called End User Disagreements about a video game, Games, gaming, uh, things. It's gonna be. We're changing the name. We got any ideas for the name yet? Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot of ideas. We have ideas. We some Lots. ideas. Bobby Steele's Magical Hour. <laughs> right. That sounds good. Is it a bunch of naked men surrounding me while I'm tied up? Yeah. That's an hour of. This is about food, right? Heaven. <laughs> and I. Well, his mouth was I'm full the, the whole time. I'm the snack, you guys. I'm the snack. <laughs> okay. Derek, uh, do you want to explain to people what you do and why I would have you on this uh, show about food? And uh, cooking and restauranting and uh, all that good stuff. Why would I have you on? I got 10 followers on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name is Derek Jones. I'm from Hawaii. Lived in LA for four years. I've been in Seattle for 10 years. Been waiting tables, front of house for about, oh, this is going to sound weird coming out of my mouth. 13 and a half years? Son of a bitch. I've been slinging plates. Son of a bitch. You don't don't even look that old. I know. I'm 36 dang years old. Shut the fuck up. How do you forget my age every single time? I thought you were a young boy. Dude. We've had this conversation many a time. Marijuana fix the memory. But yeah, (laughs) before that... I was barista over at Seattle's Best Coffee, and before that it was the Borders Barista barista is like asexual? A barista, is that a male? Oh, barista is, you mean, is it gender? Barista is a lawyer. You mean mean gender neutral? Yeah. Not asexual. Gender fluid? I don't know. Yeah, barista. Barisex? Like lawyer, you know? Lawyer. Lawyer? Lawyer. Lawyer. Or cook. There you go. It's like barista. Bringing it all back. Full circle, Derek. You know, I met Bobby Stills, the one who fills and drills. I met him (laughs) at a (laughs) Dershang. So many rhymes. I usually can't rhyme. I met him at a little Dershang spot that called... The Odd Fellows Cafe. The Fellows of Odd. Yes, I made a lot of friends and family there for the short time that I was there. Um, and good good transition because that's what we're going to start off the show talking about is we Keith Keith was supposed to be down at Queen City Grill. And Queen City Grill is an institution down in Belltown. Yeah, it uh, is. If you ever go to Seattle, Washington, check it out. It's in the neighborhood of Belltown. But we had discussed this on the episode a couple shows ago. Like We were so curious. Maybe you can give us some inside information. You know mm-hmm. Linda, right? Oh, LD. <laughs> it's LD now. We're tight. <laughs> Friends on Insta and everything, and but you chat with her I mean, absolutely. Yeah, she yeah, comes. Yeah. And she likes you a lot. She posts you on her Insta, her stories. And I get her... posted quite a bit. I feel pretty lucky about that. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like you are the epitome of what she wants to see when somebody walks into one of her restaurants. She wants a little bit of positivity. She wants someone that's different. She doesn't want someone vanilla, not in melanin, but just in <laughs> style. You know, she doesn't want to see a skin fade and a flannel. You know, yeah. Uh, 
Sorry, there's nothing wrong with a skin fade in a flannel. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think you're hipster. You're not a hipster. You're very stylish. You, you're a man of many styles. Sure, yeah. You you've, you've seen me, because you, <laughs> you've seen my band. So you see me when I'm in like... I've seen a, you in three bands. Yeah, so you see me in like a full suit and like spectacles and direct shoes. Oh, yeah, he's also a drummer in a jazz band. Yeah. Metal, too. What yeah, what and I wasn't... And you saw me in Orphan Bones where I'm in like <laughs> black head to toe, no headband, and like cussing a storm. Yeah. And a lot of my coworkers and friends don't even know that I cuss. Yeah. And I don't cuss that often, but in Orphan Bones, I'm a, I swear like a sailor. When you get when you get, get a little tuned up, the curse words start <laughs> flying out a little bit. There have been a couple of episodes of uh, end user disagreements where I would say that the curse words have flowed freely. Oh, like that uh, might have been in help with the illustrious Prince of Delridge. AV brings it out of me, man. Von, Von Shady. Shady. I like, I like Can that. Can we get dude. a soft clap for Von? Shady for Von the soft Shady, boy. For the soft, soft boy. boys for life. Soft boys for life. <laughs> okay, so you, um, we had talked. I'll get your opinion on this real quick. I know you don't want to, You still work for her, so we don't want to. You know, uh, we thought it was weird that she had sold to Lula's. Yeah, and then she had purchased Queen City Grill. Yeah, okay. You got an opinion on that? I do. And if you notice things, that's not the first thing she sold. She sold bait shop. Yeah. To the to homies, though. Friend. Yeah, to, to the homies. To the homies. But she had every little bit of trust in the persons that she sold Tallulah's for. So you know the, you know the deal that Tallulah's was named after her daughter. I know Tallulah. There's got to be this aspect of, you know, it's LD, man. She's like one of the queens of Seattle, right? And just kind of working for your mom is basically walking in her footsteps and in her shadow. Like, if you go with someone else, you're, you're paving... A new way, right? You're making, you're making, you're making it yourself, kind yeah. of, you know, yeah. like in like the movie Inception. <laughs> yeah, make sure. his make his own path. Yeah, make your own path, right? Yeah, exactly that. You know, that's the only thing I could think of, and that's why she sold to Lewis. Is what that, you're no, saying? no, no. One of the reasons is you know, there's probably the memory of that a little bit. Dang, things named after. Yeah, that. also. True. Uh, I think she named it that and opened up that restaurant. Maybe she was trying to mend. Or I'd feel bad talking about her private yeah, business. Yeah, like so, <laughs> as far as as far as LD selling Tallulah's, you got to look at the stuff that she holds dear. She holds Linda's dear, Oddfellows. I don't know how often she gets up to Kings, but Kings is a riot. She just posted some shit about Kings the other day. Yeah, and those are all repurposed really old buildings. Yeah. You know? It's and her then, style. Yeah, it is her style. And, and she's got her, like, her hand in it. I mean, she's like, that's one thing I will say about her is, oh. like, she has, she's hands-on. Oh, yeah. She's there. She gets it. She makes it, uh, uh, she makes it her style. That said, Bait Shop was in a brand new building, and I think there yeah. was something about it that just never felt worn in about it to her. And then I believe she gave Tulula's maybe just, like, a... A little that's extra a new, time. That's a new building, That's a too. new building, too. And I thought she might get used to it. She wasn't I, feeling it. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at her face when she's over to Queen City. She's like, ah, She's there this. all yeah, the time. she's like, this is what I want a place to feel like. Okay. You know, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I think it has a lot to do with it. It's kind of cool like that. Yeah. Well, so you were approached to come down there and help open it up? Did you do any training or how did it go? Tell us I ended up having to pull uh, two doubles that week. It was kind of funny. <laughs> so I didn't have time to uh, do any training. I kind of ran it like I did 
at Oddfellows or every now and then I work at like Needle and Thread and I've worked at Urban Bitter. Oh, it, I didn't know you worked either of those motherfucking yeah, places. I, I, hope I know I, you I, hang out there. Nah, I know how to I know how to run a door. I know how to talk people down. I know how to de-escalate irate like me too. Very self-entitled customers, you know? Yeah. So someone comes in is like, our reservation's at six. I'm like, Sorry, that's what? fascinating news, man. Man, we'll get you your table, <laughs> but how's your day? This you just know? in, we're fucking busy. <laughs> <laughs> so with that aspect, I was she was confident that I could do it, and it was a lot of fun. It's crazy, and it's her and her ops manager Jen running the show, right? And yeah. also um and it was mostly them, right? And they're running it, like, by the hour, things are changing. And I've never seen... Got to work on the fly. Oh, it is so fascinating to see things go on the fly. So before Oddfellows, uh, I almost called your crowd maniacs. Your crowd isn't maniacs. No. Hey, chefs and cooks and everybody. Alcoholics, drug addicts. Hey, alcoholics and drug addicts. He calls them line monkeys. <laughs> line monkeys, yes. Hey, line monkeys. I call, I call them, you know what I call them? Family, you guys. Hey, fam. Okay. Hey, family. Before Oddfellows... I started restaurants at the Olive Garden, Darden Industry. The OG. The OG. I also worked for Darden. Yeah. And then after that, I was at California Pizza Kitchen in- uh, in, CPK, Don? Yeah, Marina Del Rey, and then Bellevue, and a little bit in Hawaii. They actually let me go on Christmas vacations. But never back of the house, though. Never back of the house. And then I worked at the- I was in the first year of the Hard Rock Cafe, Seattle. I do remember that too. So corporate, 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 and then I came up to Oddfellows. I'm like, "This is wild. This is no uniforms. What's going on here? There's no guidebook. I no rem- flair. I remember you at Hard Rock for some reason because when they first opened up. Oh, because you knew the Knock Knock crew. That's right. That's why and you, you had that giant afro. Yeah. That's how I remember you, though. Yeah, that, like, I was like, Here, that's the dude with the bandana and the He's afro. like, there's that guy that only had a drink and left. What the hell kind of a hard rock employee is that? You're supposed to get blind I and fall that. asleep. R.I.P. Knock, knock. Yeah, an R.I.P. Knock, knock. But so I went to Queen City, and it was more like a mom and pop kind of a place. You know, it's definitely more loosey-goosey, except you have like a management team. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see them move as they went. It was even cooler how much of a neighborhood Belltown is. You have people that live like two blocks away. They come by. and They, they live just, right next door. Yeah. They, they they come by and shake hands. And they're like, we'll come by when it's less busy. But we just wanted to see the it new place and meet the owners. And all the, oh, my God, of course, the owner of Ohana came by with a flower lay. That's what's up. Yeah, dude. It's a spam oh, dude. And he is moked out, too. I, and he heard me talking. Oh, and I was like, He knows what's up. His whole, like, his whole squad is all Samoans. They are awesome. And so it was really cool. That doesn't happen in Capitol Hill locations, especially the brand new ones that don't. Gentrification. They're all like, you know. Invest like yes. outside investors. Yep. They bring in. They get everybody on poached at random. Well, I also found out. I've also been since I am not working currently in the industry, um, and I kind of been looking for a job. Not so much looking for a job, uh, whatever. But I got my ears to the grind. Word and ears to the ground. And uh, you know, I've been here. Uh, I'm finding out coming across a lot of people with some of these newer places that they're bringing in people from outside of the city. Oh yeah. People are moving here from New York, L.A., San Francisco. It's uh, I'm not going to name names or places, but they're being ran by people who are coming from um, different cities, which Transplant. I think is fucking weird. They're not looking for local talent. Maybe there's a shortage. I don't know. For front of the house. Oh, there's a shortage for everything. Okay. There's a shortage for everything. 
Back at house, I know a lot more. Like my new shirt? Yeah, your shirt's pretty, pretty tight. Sweet. You unplug that? <laughs> <laughs> no, so Queen City Grill's rad. Swing by. Can I give an example of why it was interesting working that first week? Of course, man. Yeah. Of course. So when I get there, they've, the been, open, they've been open for about a, almost a month now, correct? Yeah. So we get there. If it's all set up already, right? I'm like showing up as they open. Every table has like four linens and silverware and menus like at the back of the booth. And we're walking around and people are showing up. And you see people walk in and look. And it says grab a seat. And they're like, oh, those look like sit down seats. Yeah. And they just pony up to the bar. And then Linda looks at me. He's like, this is too formal, isn't it? I'm like, it looks nice. She's like. I don't want it to look too nice. I want people to be able to just like walk in and slide in and not talk to anybody. I'm like, and I and I was like, you probably want to take the cotton linens and seat off the table. Seat yourself there. Yeah, until it's full. Okay. Yeah, and then so she like within two hours of the f- opening night, the linens were gone, and then instead you just had like two menus crisscrossed in the middle of the table, and that was the new setting. That's we'll just like that. See. And she was bussing tables. She was running food. She was she was working. How's it doing so far? It's going well. I got a couple of homies over there. They're figuring out the floor plan a little bit, you know? Yeah. Because some sections are busier than others. Like on nice days, the front section Everybody is Everybody wants like, that light. That light that cracking. comes in through the window. And then I'm sure today that section wasn't even touched and everybody wants the cool, comfy booths. Mm-hmm. So they'll figure out a way. I hear the way they're thinking about it is rotating with like regular people. But What's on the menu now? On the menu, they got, you know, they got a fish. Oh, when I was there, they had the Smith Burger named after her other place, Smith. Well, yeah. Yeah. They had bruschetta. Bruschetta. They had fries. They, oh, geez. I've only eaten there twice. I was only there twice. Uh, Every other time I came in, got a martini and split. But, yeah, their their thing to bring in people that are a little more casual is they're doing martini happy hours. And they're doing Sip Smith martinis. But you know what? It's it's a good look for that kind of a place, though. Because it's got that classic kind of feel, you know, 50s steakhouse shit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So it's a really good fit for what they're doing. I'm glad somebody figured it out. That place is pretty iconic in Seattle. So And it's still cracking. No pasta? Yeah, there's a pasta dish on there. All right. All right. Now, to get to the real reason that we had you on this <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. and what I wanted to talk to you about is uh, we're going to do a little, you know, Street Fighter uh, restaurant edition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's going to be round one, uh, FOH. Yeah. Being you. Yeah. Versus... Uh, B-O-H, which is Keith. I'm not even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a man of the, I'm just a man of the people. For the people that are up to date with Street Fighter, this is kind of a (laughs) no-namer. This would be like, let's say this would be like Akuma versus Dan. Like, there's not a contest here. Yeah, even sucks. even front of house knows. <laughs> let me tell the story real quick. Let okay. me let me tell the story real quick. You'll find this funny. Uh, maybe I have to cut it out, but I think it's uh, you know Crazy Jeremy that works at Umi, right? Crazy Jeremy, Crazy Umi? Jeremy, Umi. Uh, I know a Jeremy, Tiari's boyfriend. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so he's one of my best friends, and uh, we were talking this weekend, and he said that he in high school he had a uh, teacher who was the art teacher, and her last name was Miss Coral was her name, and when she got she got married while they were in high school, and she hyphenated her last name, and her new husband's name was Yukin. So her name was Carol Ukin. And so she'd walk down the hallway, and everybody would yell, Carol Ukin! <laughs> <laughs> 
and she had the you could hear it all the way down as she walked down the hall. She'd see the was go, Karuken, Karuken. And she didn't know why. And I had to explain it to her. Oh, because the most popular video game out right now is Street Fighter. That's nuts. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So Back to BOH. Uh, BOH stands for, if you're not in the industry, back of the house. And that's considered all your grunts, your uh, line cooks, dishwashers, prep bitches, uh, your chefs. You know what I'm saying? Your cookers. The, okay. the real the real men in the industry. The and women. The real women. The okay. humans in the industry. That's right. Sweating. Working those 10-hour shifts, none of those five-hour shifts. Ten, who works 10-hour shifts, man? I mean, yeah. That's like a, that's like a short shift yeah. for the back, for me at least. Derek will be representing the FOH, which stands for front of the house, which uh, is going to be all your hosts, baristas or baristers. Sure. <laughs> like like you said, they're like they're servers, like, bartenders. They're like back house adjacent because, buses. yeah, they're talking to you, but they're also making the thing. You yeah. know, they're in, I call them in between. Yeah, and yeah. They, they can sweat, too. Yeah, like The busters are also in between, too. They are, too. Okay, now, where do we start with this, Keith? Uh, I mean, the obvious part of, like, why the fuck does everybody decide to order food five minutes before we officially close when we've already packed everything up? Good, oh, geez. Good why good do question. they do that? One... Do you is, hold on? First of all, are you at fault? Are you at fault of doing this? Oh no 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 no! I eat family meal, or I eat when I get there, or I'm in an interesting place where I work at Oddfellows and I work mostly days. Yeah, you know. So the end of our kitchen, uh, our kitchen for daytime closes at three. Okay, well then, in your in your in your scenario, which I, I believe I have seen this happen, is when you get off work, they're switching over tonight, and the employees, uh, the day people, are the first ones to order off the the dinner menu. Uh, we're usually done by then because yeah. dinner doesn't. Start a lot of you guys get cut. Yeah, no, but we're like, I order dinner because. Up until just recently, dinner didn't start till five. Oh, okay. It does not take us two hours to do side work. <laughs> yeah. If it took you two hours to do side work, something is deeply wrong. So we would eat really quick happy hour food. And yes, we'd be pretty fast to order fries. But I don't even remember. We have some pretty grumpy people at work sometimes. I don't think I've ever heard anybody back house complain about fries. They're like, I just need fries. Just drop yeah, it. I'll get you fries. fries. I'll get you fries. Thing in the world. Yeah. yeah, so and Bunch of sweethearts at Oddfellows, too. You know, they'll like do a double batch and put it in like a salad bowl and make it like just let everybody style. eat it. Yeah. And I'm like, bless uh, you. What about, what about people complaining about family meal? Wait, people complain about getting Fred free food? Yeah, because, because we have so many dietary restrictions yeah. here in Seattle. Honestly, and that was one of the few things where, like, I just didn't mind when I was making family meal. If somebody's like, yo, I can't eat this. Can you fucking doctor it up? If you were sweet and you were nice to me, there's always a way to get cooks or chefs to do things for you. And be nice. Mostly be it's about attitude and it's the way you approach them. And, and, and Derek Derek is one of the best in the industry that I've ever worked with because Kisses. he'll do anything you want. He can tell. He can read. This is the way you want to be if you are in front of the house. Um and I suggest everybody out there hire somebody like Derek <laughs> uh, because he can totally read the energy in the kitchen and he'll come up to you and find out he knows what you need. You know, he'll go and get run and get the front of the or the back of the house people sodas, coffee. Um, fuck, come back and give them hand jobs, right? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, soft hands, long fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> long fingers. <laughs> um, but you know. 
if you come up to me and we know and you ask us politely, you know, say, hey, can you leave something out or make something without dairy in it or no meat or something like that? We'll do our best. Yeah, because like, I mean, the thing is, we don't necessarily hate the front of the house. Yeah, a lot of us are jackasses. Now, I think the one that the, the one that always bugged me was uh, we had this one waitress and she would always make mods on the salads only she would never bother to tell anybody until it was already done. She wouldn't like come back and be like, hey, can you do this? Or hey, what can we do here? She'd just start making promises. And then the ticket would come out. Yeah, and we'd oh. be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> nah, I got... See, I don't know if I'm the best example of a person to argue this, because I think that's all freaking shenanigans, too, because I came from that corporate system where you're only allowed to do X, Y, and Z. So when I get to, when I get to odds, I'm like, well, I mean, that's the menu. I'm not trying to make this person's day terrible. Every now and then, you know, I'd ask something stupid. Like how much, <laughs> you know, I remember Chef Alex yelled at me once. I was like, hey, what if someone just wants a meatball on the side? And he said something like $4. I was like... For a meatball? Like Do the, you see it on the fucking menu? Yeah, and I'm like, I guess not. But I was like, yeah, the whole sandwich with a salad is twelve bucks. I'm like, a meatball is four dollars. Now, what, what do you uh, now when somebody asks for a modification like that? Do you already know that you're gonna get yelled at from the kitchen for asking a stupid question and you ask it anyway? Or sometimes you just cut them off at the pass and just let them know like that shit's not gonna fly here. There, there's, there are levels to that, right? And also, Dershang's restaurant's a little bit different. What's their, well, they have a motto. I can't remember what it is. Oh, they, I mean, they say, just say yes. Yes, just say yes. That's what it is. It's just I a do, just. I do not. <laughs> I shut. You can't do I that. I love we, shutting entitled, <laughs> privileged people down. I totally so forgot much. about like, that. I'm like, you do not get. Uh, Beignets on a Friday. Yeah, I just, we don't I, have. Them. I can't say yes. It's yeah, impossible. Like, yeah, so I'm like, okay, I officially have ruined the motto. I can't say yes to everything. So other stuff, I'm like, well, I know the answer to this. No, nothing gluten free is vegan. But like did, it's I, all butter. I mean, did you <laughs> do you go to the kitchen and do you ask simple like do you ask stupid questions just because? I mean, dude, I'm, I'm okay. So stuff like that when I'm on the fence with something. Yeah. I'm pretty empathetic about a lot of things, you yeah. know, because I know a lot of back house. I walk up and I do this. You see me do this. I'm like, I walk up to the lines like, hey, this is me pretending to ask you to do this oh, dish yes. uh, without butter. Yes. And it is like, just not just shake just your shake head your at head me. Head, yes. It's like, cool. I'm going to walk back to the table. <laughs> yeah. And I love doing that you're because it's an open kitchen. That, that person is probably looking back. is like, oh, you're, that cook said no. <laughs> you're also not an idiot. <laughs> so yeah. we get people that do come up and ask us stupid questions and that's it's kind of hard for us to look at them and take them serious because we honestly don't know if they're being serious when they ask us a question. It's kind of tough. Well, and, and a lot of the times with shit like that, the thing that frustrates a lot of back of the house people is that it it's a question that if you're front of the house and you know the menu, you should probably have a better idea of what the answer is before you even ask us. Yeah, we have menu tests. They test us on the menu. We don't have to. We don't know how to build everything up, but we should know the ingredients. Yeah, and you should know what's vital to it and what's not. Like, what can we take out of this and what can we put in? Well, there's also a difference between a, a good server and a bad server, and a good server will come at before 
the shift yeah. and ask questions if they have any questions, especially about the specials, the daily specials. Oh, geez. They come in and ask us, you know, is it gluten-free? Is it dairy-free? What's in it? What do you use? Oh, that, is that fresh? What is the, you know, what kind of greens are you using? Yada, yada, yada. We love those people. And one of those people, they sometimes remind us to grab all of the servers together so we can explain it one time. And that way there's no uh, questions about whether everybody was informed because we do it all at once. Word. Right? Right. Um, so there shouldn't be any questions. There shouldn't. And then when one, <laughs> and then you get about three other servers that come up and ask you the same fucking question over when you went over it at the beginning of the shift. And usually what we'll say something is ask one of your fellow coworkers. That's and then we get called the dicks though. We get called the assholes because we copped an attitude. Let's be honest. Most of the time it doesn't come quite uh, quite come out as you should ask one of your coworkers. It sounds different than that. I can <laughs> attest to this. No, no. <laughs> Usually, no, usually it's get the fuck out of my window for this fucking knife comes flying at your forehead. Yeah. Which is usually where the reputation for us being assholes comes <laughs> no, from. That said, as a server, there is a hierarchy. There have been people that are there longer than me. Yeah. Like, dude, I asked Kurt Waller. He's not there anymore. Yeah, though, I know. Uh, but when, you know, when I was starting, I asked him everything before I even bothered t- talking to Kitchen. You know, ask a senior server. They've already asked the dumb questions. And they know. I get asked all the time now, too. Yeah. And I've been a filter to my cooks. You're welcome, Dan. You're welcome, Matthew. Because <laughs> people come up to me with the craziest stuff. Probably the weirdest thing to do. But you, also, you, but you also have a rapport and a relationship with that, with that kitchen staff. And I think a lot of other people... Newer people in the industry don't understand that there is a hierarchy and there there's there's some reasons that we let people get away with other things and not you. Everyone, that whole terminology where everybody's equal is just not fucking true. It's not. And it has nothing to do with black, white, male, female, any of that shit. It has to do with personal relationships and uh, length of time and knowing each other and getting to know each other. Sure. Whereas to one, it's just like we talked about with sexual harassment that, I don't you know, Amy, yeah. uh, and other people, is that why one person can get away with one thing and one person cannot. It's all about it's context. It's, it's context. context. Yeah. And uh, when one, it might be a loving gesture for one person, might be a disrespectful gesture or comment from from somebody else. So in at least our industry, it is people have history. Uh, They've worked with each other at other locations. Me and Derek, me and Derek have known each other quite a while now. And so some people may think that our relationship is from the Soundcasting Network. Some people may not know that we go back from the industry. And so we know things about each other and we've seen things that, uh, you know, don't necessarily, uh, correlate to this type of business. Yeah. But, um, it, that is some, one thing you have to understand is that when one person get it, it's not, it's not because somebody's picking on you or they don't like you. It's simply because, uh, you're fucking new. And one of the, the oldest and uh, truest, uh, sayings in the restaurant industry is no new friends. No new friends. Jeez. <laughs> That's brutal. I don't know you. I don't like you. And I don't want to be your friend. And until I know you can do all this shit with your eyes closed, hung over, uh, I don't care. Until you cover at least eight shifts for me <laughs> because I'm hung over, I don't like you. Oh, goodness. That's the truth. That's the T-R-U-F. Covering shifts. Uh, that's another thing we'll, let's get into real quick. Let's do that. Uh, covering shifts in the back of the house is like pulling fucking teeth. 
Um, you would think people who are always asking for hours, I need more hours, I, I want to pick up shifts, I need more money, uh, my heroin addiction is out of control, man, I'm sick, uh, can I work for you? When you need a shift covered, you think that they would want to cover a shift, but no. Almost you have to pay them to come in and cover a shift. It's pretty rough. Why is it in the front of the house that people are fighting over uh, covering other people's shifts? Uh, yeah. may, may I just interject real quick? <laughs> oh, oh uh, chef. I, I, I just want to say um, the obvious answer because the fucking money is so much better. <laughs> yeah, uh, the money is good up front, but also it's it's both. It's both in the summertime when every us poor oh, servers shit, are not yeah. good at working more than thirty hours a week. Goodness gracious! <laughs> and you know we so when it starts hovering around thirty five forty, we're like, Poof, this is like a full time job. <laughs> I've been on my feet for hours." <laughs> But so we'll give up shifts every now and then. And also we make uh, like we make enough money. We're like, if it's freaking 85 degrees and sunny, we're like, yeah, I'm not even trying to make 200 bucks today. I want to go and hang out with my dog. Yeah, you know, this is a good point. But th- I've heard this. Oh, my God. Who am I going to quote? I heard it so many times. But they'll walk into a restaurant during the midsummer. And they'll walk in and they'll walk up to the window and you're sitting there pouring sweat in front of a hot ass flat top or French top yeah. or whatever. And they'll go, oh, man, I got to get. Ah, it's so hot in here right now. <laughs> I think I'm just going to take off tomorrow and go to the beach. And I'm like, that's you another should. that's another one where I'm like, get the fuck out of my window ASAP before this fucking knife comes flying <laughs> at your fucking neck. Like, are you and they're looking at you drinking like a, a, ni- a nice cold iced coffee or something like that. Cool, bro. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, that's just it's foul. And they don't even think that. I mean, that's where a lot of the hate comes from is like the non-consideration for what the back of the house is going through. It, it's terrible. Although I will say this, one of the most gangster things I've ever seen in a front of the house person pull was the wife of the owner of Bottle and Bull. Uh, very nice, petite east side girl jumped in the fucking dish pit in her dress clothes and jammed it out all night when she had to. East side? So. Uh, yeah, you know, um, Marcus did that. Marcus Ellensboro. Alan Bach. Alan Bach, sorry. Alan Shout Bach. out to Alan Bach. Yeah, I tried, Alan Bach. I tried to get him to come on the show today. I've seen him jump in the dish pit for an entire show. Yeah, Alan Bach's a gangster. Him and and his- also Jesus from Urban Bitter and Rocco's. Jesus I've seen that guy. I've seen that guy run. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've seen that guy do uh, do dishes all night. I've seen him bust. Shout out Knock Knock right there. Oh, there you go. He knows what's up. Yeah. Little circle, baby. I remember I was there visiting one night, and I just see him in a t-shirt and jeans. I'm like... Is he like doing warehouse stuff? It's like, nah, yeah. man, our dishwasher called. I mean, our busters. I mean, yeah, that's one thing that really makes you respect the owner, uh, your boss of the establishment. Uh, really respect them a lot more. Yeah. Um, whether it be the owner or the GM or a front of the house employee, just at that is when they're willing to roll their sleeves up and come help out the crew when they need it. And we yeah. always had a really good crew at Oddfellas. I, yeah. I got a lot of fond memories of that place, but I just had to go with. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I was I had Alex on the show, and I love Alex to death. But I just really enjoyed working for Brian, uh, Brian Casey, and it's really sad what happened to him. Yeah, uh, and I wish he would have got help. I really feel like if he would have, I don't know. They tried talking him, talking him into going to rehab when he was down uh, working for Marcus Charles and stuff, which I got respect for that. They guy tried too. it at Bottle and Bull too, but uh, he just wouldn't get it. But I, I you know, I, I wish I, I, I used to go fill in for them every once in a while because I loved Oddfellows, but that place is. A beast, man. 
Place it's, the beast. it's tiny and it's hot back there. It's hot. And you and uh, the funny thing is, even when they do have a lot of help and extra people, they're like, man, they're dying back there. It's like, is there an extra person? I'm like, where would the extra person go? Yeah. With the front of house, you're just this huge restaurant. You know, when we have Pride Weekend, Fourth of July, just throw another person on the floor. Boom. Lightens the load immediately. It's like, oh, we have four four servers, two hosts, and a busser. And they're like, oh, what do you usually have? Three servers. I'm like, you have literally twice the staff. But like, see, yeah, but see, with the back of the house, there's only so many positions. You yeah. can't fit another body in there. You can't. And they tried it. And it, and it was a nightmare. It doesn't work because people bumping into each there's other. There's a system in place uh, for a you know, service. And once you throw something, somebody, an extra, an extra body in there, it really fucks up the system. So, I mean, it just doesn't work like that. You just basically have to make sure you bring in an extra bottle of KY jelly (laughs) and pre-lube, pre-lube, and just, you know, just be prepared to take it uh, over and over and over again. We will wrap this up with one other thing that FOH and BOH may be able to agree on, and that is this week kicking off in Seattle. Is it any other city? Do we know? I believe it's just Seattle right now, although they do have them all over the country. It is uh, Seattle Restaurant Week. Ew. Ew? Ew. Ew. That's your comment? Ew? Now that I haven't been working, I haven't worked at really a restaurant for a while that where they've participated in Restaurant Week. Yeah. So There's a difference Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Uh... Mr. Jones, would you like to start? Oh, oh, let's do this. So, especially the way, <laughs> especially the way Seattle works, right? We could complain about the same yeah, thing right now. Yeah, where tips are definitely wages, <laughs> and we're not tipping out the kitchen. This is the how is it legally supposed to work? We're not tipping the kitchen, right? You're, yeah, you, so it's voluntarily. It's voluntarily. Well, we are mandatorily, mandatorily, <laughs> uh, voluntarily kitchen. But we all love. Hold on. So uh, I'll, I'll explain this. So the new rule in Seattle is that you cannot force a server to um, sacrifice sure. any of their income, which includes their tips, to a paid hourly employee in the restaurant. If they want to tip out somebody, it has to be voluntary. Do you sign a piece of paper that says that you're giving up that money voluntarily? Did they do that for a while? Oh, no, uh, because we're on pool. So I don't know if the pool tip works different. Pool tip, I think, does work differently. Yeah, because we all we're all in it. And the reason why you guys tip pool is because nobody has a specific table. You guys all share the we load. Do have, and so no, legally, we we do have specific sections. Yeah, but depending but, on the but spe- they cross yeah, it, they cross a lot. So everybody you, runs into everybody else's food. Yeah, you know exactly. It, it, it works way better. The e- the big eagles all left. Okay. All of them are gone. If you know, Ka-ka. yeah, not eagles, egos. <laughs> <laughs> the big egos split, and everybody working together. It makes way more sense up front. And then this, I thought this that way, was I thought that was code for like we say in the kitchen, big dogs. You're yeah. like the big eagles. <laughs> no, the big egos. The big egos split. But the cool thing about it is, you know, if someone wasn't doing their job in the front of house and they were slacking, they literally didn't make as much money. Yeah. If you're flipping tables left, if you don't know how to upsell, but you still have to, but you still have to tip them out the same amount of money, right? No, but right? when it's not on pool, 
right? Okay, when it's yeah. independent, if, if someone's slacking, like, fine, you walk with 80 bucks, dummy. I wish but, we could do that in the, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I would just wish they would up the pay to the point where you could live in the city you're cooking in. No, that's that's the dang truth. And you know what? It, at the heart of it, I, uh, you know, because I've traveled a bit. I've been to a bunch of states and a bunch of countries. Like if the gratuity was included in the price, not an extra line where your customer sees 20% added, like in the price, if you added 20% to every item on your menu, it isn't that noticeable. It is, but it isn't because my, my to people in the industry, I think it's noticeable, but to the normal person, they just say, hey, this place is a little pricey. Well, yeah. I, think, I think the big problem comes when it starts to, those prices increase from like, you know, the 17, $18 range to the 21, 22. Like it's a huge sure. psychological it crosses thing the threshold. for people. So cafes do and don't affect it as much. But when I noticed my favorite example is Ada's technical books on 15th. They no longer will like will accept tips. There's like no way to tip them, and they're like, we increase the prices enough to pay our workers enough. Well, that's for a living wage. Eric Rivera did that. Who yeah. we've been having on the show lately. Yeah, dude, those episodes are fire. Oh my god, those incubators and stuff. I like talking to all my friends. They're like. At home chefs and they buy themselves like sous vides and yeah. barbecues. Like, oh man, I wonder if I could do this on a slow scale. It's like, you mean about having four dinner guests once a week? Yes, you can do that. And you can make money off doing it. And you can make money off of it. We're going to have him back again next week. Oh, that, yeah, those are gonna, such good he, episodes. He's becoming part of the family, adopted, sometimes unwillingly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to Seattle Restaurant Week. Uh, what is your opinion of it? And do, uh, do does Front of the House lo- loathe it as much as that? Uh, Probably more so because the pay is way less. Yeah. You're you're talking about a bill that would have been a hundred bucks going down to like fifty or sixty. And it's the same amount of food. Same amount of food. Same place, same amount of food. And it's a bunch of like Yelpers coming in and like Johnny Come Lately's like that didn't find you through friends that ate there, but found you through an ad on Facebook or a coupon. Or an announcement about Restaurant Week. So Restaurant Week works for this city right now because there are 50 new restaurants that came out yesterday. And right? nobody knows about them. And the only yeah, well, the reason somebody's going to visit them is because they're participating. Yeah, in and I was like, restaurant. $30 for three courses Good point. Good is point. pretty nuts. But you know the restaurants that just throw middle fingers to this. They're like, we don't even need to bother with this. Yeah, fuck we that have shit. our clientele. Yeah, and they make you jump through loopholes and stuff to participate well, in that. Just, and I think that you have to pay. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's not just you know the, the hoops you got to jump through. It really is just a marketing fucking scheme by somebody who said, we're going to build this event called Restaurant Week. Restaurants have to pay, at least last time I was involved in it, it was like a grand just to be included in all of it. So the organization's making, you know, if you have 30, 35 restaurants, that's 35K just for a bunch of promo shit. We're doing it all wrong, Keith. I know. <laughs> and, then, and, and then what it comes down to is most of the time, the restaurant you go to is not serving you something that is representative of what they normally serve. We've talked about this before. Wait, yeah. are you serious? No, listen, we talked about this before on the show. Uh, this is when the chef... This is literally, this happens, has happened at numerous restaurants I worked at. I cannot say it's true for all restaurants, but this is where the chef goes. It's restaurant week. I'm not doing this bullshit. This is up to CDC, the Sue's, um, and these fucking lead line cooks. We want them to come up with some dishes uh, that work for the restaurant to see what's up. And then the chef just goes, good, tastes good, fucking serve it to these. Out the door. Serve it to these bastards. Or it's like just, it's bastardized versions of the shit that we're Smaller, or test stuffs that. Test stuff. A lot of they do R and D. 
Like, so or, they'll or, see how something wow. works, what sells, you know, maybe some some fish that a fish special or what that they had. Now one. I know how the sausage. Or like made. if you've got something, <laughs> like like this, uh, I worked at an Italian place and you know we had fresh pasta made, but a lot of it would just get frozen, and so we'd have a freezer full of that fresh of, frozen. Yeah, we'd have a, we'd <laughs> oh have a freezer God. full of, of 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 you know something, and it'd be like ah oh, well you know restaurant week's coming up, you know let's see if we can get rid of this stuff. Oh my God! And yep, so we we'd bang out you know tortellinis for for a week that we're never going back on the menu kitchen please how long on that steak uh it's gonna be about uh two minutes there resting two minutes i i, I told them that i put the thing in like 40 minutes ago can you fly that son of a bitch can <laughs> me the torch he uh, asked for also a, asked also for a well done also they they're, they're lactose intolerant <laughs> so if you use butter i'm sorry can you refire <laughs> I've been, what's the most refires you've had to do before? Oh, uh, geez. Uh, sorry, throwing them under the bus, but I'm not sorry. Hard Rock Cafe year one <laughs> was a biz. You want to talk about a 45 minute hamburger? <laughs> a 45 Holy minute shit. hamburger. And then sometimes it would come out like overdone. And I'm like, <laughs> they sent it back. And you're walking back to the line and you're looking at, you're looking at Expo. You're like, they want another burger. get it together get it together people and it's it's you know that was a lot of learning curves of brand new people they pulled freaking junkies off of freaking dive bars like hey yeah. work at hard rock cafe yeah. hard rock was a ragtag tumble of the, people well the funny thing about hard rock when they were hired i remember when they were hiring because i had a couple friends that went there they yeah. had they had plastered ads all over the city. It was a big deal. It's a big rock, deal. rock place. We're going to bring rock bands through and the menu's great. This is Seattle. And they were looking for a specific look, I yeah. want to say. They more, wanted people to look more cool. than a skills. It was an open kitchen and they wanted rocker looking dudes with like mohawks and tattoos mm-hmm. and stuff. And they really didn't care if you could cook or not. <laughs> it wasn't about if you could cook. Uh, that was funny. And uh, they hired a bunch of people trained them for like I want to say a month almost and then they opened up everything fell apart and they fired everybody and then rehired again happened more than once in this industry that's gonna bring us to the end of episode 115 of Grill How Long Steak Mr. Oh, let's say it's uh, 45 minutes. You're supposed to say, say, I dropped it. Shit. (laughs) I dropped it. Refire. Uh, (laughs) Any shout outs there, Derek? You want to holler at anybody? Anybody that you turned on to the show? Your mom, your dad. You got good looking pops. Yeah, my pops rules. He's way big into barbecue. I want to shout out. I'm trying to think about places I've eaten recently that have been freaking fire. We got people that listen to the show uh, that in all sorts of kitchens. Man, man. Woodshop, <laughs> keeping our band fed. Woodshop barbecue. I don't know if there's any guys that listen to it, but I also have been considering going up there and ask if I could just like intern for them or stage. They're doing God's work. So my guitarist. I know, I'm trying. I'm trying. My guitarist from Breaks and Swells is a cook and bartender, and his dad owns like a restaurant in Austin. So yeah. he knows he knows barbecue, and he. Legit likes it. I'm like, all right. Go ahead, plug your band, man. Oh, I'm in a band called Breaks and Swells. You want to hear an eight-piece funk and soul band in (laughs) Seattle, Washington? It is us. We are at breaksandswells.com. And we also love the barbecue and fried chicken. Sisters and Brothers. Sisters and Brothers Georgetown. Sisters and Brothers Georgetown. Woodshop Barbecue. And if you're talking to our bass player, Bryce uh, Irvin, I mean, uh, Bryce from freaking Bellingham. 
It's all about his Ezels. Ezels, he's an Ezels guy. Man, I'm on that Baka Bok. So Baka Bok, that's cool. My, that's my new jam. And then I had Cow Cow on Sunday. That Chinese barbecue. Their duck was fur, not fire. It was fur, fur. And I, you know, I'm on a diet, so I can't be eating that shit. But I was like, I will be having this duck. You know, <laughs> I tried to take off the skin and put it to the side, but they were like chips, man. I mean, they were so and also and so good. And and also as a front of house person. I don't know, aesthetically, and also, I don't know, just because it's different. Mad props to Tamari Bar. Huh? Chef Makoto or GM Makoto. I, just, I went there, just went there for the oh, first time. Oh, man. Just it's, so ma- it's so magically Reminds different. Kushi. Oh. Kushi Bar. Kushi Bar. Do you remember Kushi Bar? Oh, where R. was R. that? R.I.P. Um, give out your social medias in case people are interested. This dude is very, I, if one person I could recommend, <laughs> there's been a couple people that have hyped up on this show to follow their social media. Not even, like, it's not industry shit. There's oh, there's so many people in the industry out there that just have industry shit on their social media. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not interested at all in following those motherfuckers because I can go to professional chefs that I that I don't know or, I, or I'm a fan of to follow to follow their food picks or their restaurant picks or all that stuff like Word. that. So put some put some put some swag in there. Yeah, something I haven't seen. So this is Loud and Brown. Follow me at Loud and Brown on Instagram. That's L O U D N B R O W N. That's Instagram and and Twitter. Man, I said that fast. Yeah, isn't that good? No, you're stutter. good. You're good with it. I'm good. And more importantly, come at me on Steam <laughs> on. PS4. Oh, so not, I'm not on your PS4. Yeah, I am gross deaf with a PH. I will body you in Street Fighter. <laughs> Spell it for him. Oh, G R O S S D E P H. Yeah, if you want to see, if you want, yeah, same thing here, right here. If you want to come see these, catch these paws, these kitten paws. Yeah, or we'll set up a freaking video game night over at Spin Seattle. I'll bring up Cooking Mama, WarioWare. <laughs> Burger Mania. Burger Mania. Burger Mania. Just burger time going Just on. Just off the top of my head. And if you didn't know about this, there's an entire side game system for Final Fantasy 15 uh, where uh, your main assistant, your prince, he's your he's your driver and your cook. And he cooks for you to give you the buffs for the next battle. <laughs> and it is li- you actually have to study how he cooks and how he gets materials. It's a whole subsystem. That's why I like this guy. Oh, uh, if you guys want to catch me on social media, it's going to be at Bobby Stills on all platforms. That's the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebookers. Uh, if you want to follow our show on social media, it's going to be Grill How Long Steak Mister on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, it's going to be at How Long Steak Mister. Email questions. Comments, topics you'd like to hear, or you want to talk shit, have at it. Grill How Long Steak Mister at gmail.com. Uh, you want to follow any other shows on our network, follow in your disagreements. Uh, gonna be changed here pretty soon, but you should definitely start following before they start up the new format. Bigger, better, batter, and less uh, drugs. Oh shit, shots fired. Man shots down, fired. bang bang. Fuck that, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> SoundcastingNetwork.com, all your podcast needs. Uh, audio, video, web design. Uh, we'll hit Derek for graphic design. Hey, what's up? And ha- hit up How to Be a Better Drinker for uh, alcohol design. <laughs> Shout out Matt Chase, Justin Freed. Uh, thanks again, Derek, for filling in. Thank you, Keith, for uh, producing this show. Uh, don't ever fuck up the studio again or else you might have to catch these kitten paws <laughs> <laughs> we out grill how long steak mister 
five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. 